Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, the number 215 forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page that is at Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. That's anchor.fm backslash Know Your Role Player. Whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Castbox, Breaker, Radio FM, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or many, many more, you will get notifications like the episode you are currently listening to becomes available. All right. All right. Guys, welcome back. Today is draft day, Thursday, June 23rd. All right. Um, before we get into a draft, let me just buzz through a couple news and notes. I do a little draft topic and we're going to get through today's podcast. All right. We'll keep today's podcast short. Now, first things first, uh, if I didn't say it before, let me say it again. Congratulations again to the 2022 NBA championship Golden State Warriors. All right. The laziest narrative of all time that Steph Curry didn't win a finals MVP. It's now dead. Steph Curry is now four time champion. And you got to deal with that. All right. Um, today will not be the day I'll be ranking the top 10 players of all time. Uh, but it's definitely an interesting argument. Now, I heard some people say Steph is better than Kobe. I got to hold off there, man. But uh, if you want to put Steph in the top 10, I won't argue it. But we're not kicking number 24 off respectfully. All right. You're going to have to do more. Um, but that's okay. Now, there's a lot going on in the NBA, right? A lot of new, a lot of news, a lot of rumors. A lot of fake news. Let's just get through it all. Okay, so first things first, we did have a trade. We did have a trade, all right? Jeremy Grant was traded from the Detroit Pistons to the Trailblazers uh, for exchange for a 2025 first-round pick, and they get to swap second-round pick. So he moved 10 spots up. Um, okay, so the uh, Pistons had more free agent room and cap space to sign a max player. Wink, wink, DeAndre Ayton, and also they um, moved up picks. So they went from 46 in the second round to 36. So basically, that 36 pick, you can kind of view it as like a late first-round pick. So let's look at the reactions for both teams. Um, My honestly grade on this draft would be probably an A for Portland and maybe a B- minus for Detroit. So Detroit is kind of tough because you lose a solid player, but he was on the verge of getting an extension, and I just feel like the Pistons were like, yo – as much as we like Jeremy Grant, we're probably going to go in a different direction. And that's okay. You know, um, they got some other guys they need to let develop. They're probably also going to draft another wing forward type of player. So I just feel like they don't view him as part of a big future. Now, I'll be honest with y'all, for the Blazers, this is a good move. Now, we've talked about a long time that the Blazers, Blazers struggling to get 3 and D players. Um, Mo Harkless, uh, Aminu. You know, remember when they went to the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago? Those were their start wing players. Jeremy Grant is an instant upgrade off of both of those. A perfect 3 and D guy. Um, had a really good year these last two years, too, as far as improving offensively. Now he kind of goes more back into a role, but I think as an expanded offensive player, he's going to fit in well. Now, listen, with that being said, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think the uh, Trailblazers are up to something sneaky. I think they're going to make another move. I don't think this is it. This just just along with their seventh draft pick. It was reported today by Yahoo Sports that they are trying to trade the number seven draft pick for OG and the boy. And let me tell y'all something. This is this is my secret little thing, right? If they trade 
the number seven pick for OG and a boy, right? And then after that, I, I listen, y'all call me crazy, but I think they're gonna try to do a three team deal, and I think they're gonna actually try to go for Aiden, right? Now, if they really try to go for Aiden and get OG, yo, they turn their team around. Like I, I believe with Damian Lillard and this organization to try to turn things around, but I don't think they're trying to totally rebuild. Anthony Simons is ready to go now. All right, Damian Little is ready to go now. And if you get upgrade the wings and the bench, you can really make some noise, all right? Let's keep it moving, though. Um, So, yeah, obviously an A for the Trailblazers, and I'll give it a B for the Pistons. <sighs> Next thing. We've heard a lot of Kyrie Irving mumbo-jumbo. Okay, so here's the thing. At the end of the season, uh, I believe Sean, uh, Sean Marks, the GM for the uh, Brooklyn Nets was saying, we need players that are going to be here and that we can depend on. <clears throat> and that was the smoothest way to throw a sub at Kyrie Irving. You know, not even a sub, but just kind of saying, we know what we need. We need guys that are going to be here and show up, all right, respectfully. And there's a lot of plan right now. So right now, Kyrie Irving can opt out of his deal and become a free agent. And the Nets have no way to resign players because they are a ton of money over the cap. They can sign people over the cap. But that team, which is with Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant, and they're still missing a ton of free agents. Again, Bryce Brown, free agent. Um, Claxton, a free agent. And I believe Patty Mills is also a free agent. Also, funny thing to note in, last year, the first year uh, Kevin Durant playing, he was doing a lot of recruiting. He said he hasn't done any recruiting this year. Like, I don't know if he's feeling them or if he's just falling back, but y'all going to have to do some recruiting this year. So this this is pretty interesting stuff. But back to Kyrie. So the rumblings have started of Kyrie to LeBron. We know of the Kyrie in interview with the I Am Athlete podcast. Shout out to those good brothers over there. That he kind of said to him and LeBron are cool now. They're in a good space. And he was basically just a little immature and young. And we know LeBron. You know, uh, I'm not the guy to put LeBron and Steph versus each other. But we 100% know that LeBron seeing Steph win that fourth ring is like, yo, I, I got to get back in this race. Remember, this guy's made the playoff last year. That's crazy for LeBron not to make the playoffs. So I, I just believe whatever the Lakers got to do, they got to do, all right? And they got to get Kyrie Irving in a Los Angeles Laker uniform, okay? You get Kyrie Irving in the uniform, you can change the whole complexity of your team. Now, I know what's not going to happen. I know for 100% fact that they're not trading Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook. Now, um, some GMs have reported that they think that Russell Westbrook might get traded back to OKC. I see how that could work, but I don't really know if that... I don't know. Russell Westbrook's in the last year of his deal. Uh, John Wall's in the second and last year of his deal. You thought about that trade. The Lakers that passed on that trade, so we'll see. But Kyrie is basically calling Brooklyn's bluff, right? So he's like basically like this, yo... I might go to another team. I might not want to be here. And if I leave and go to free agency, you're screwed. And it's also a thing like, okay, if Kyrie leaves, that Kevin Durant might report for a trade. And if Kevin Durant reports for a trade, the Brooklyn Nets are done. I think they'll be pretty hilarious because you know who is still in Brooklyn. Uh, we don't mention his name too many times, but Mr. Simmons is still in Brooklyn Nets. That'd be pretty funny how all three of those guys would be gone and you'd just be the only guy left. But hey, I digress. All right, guys. So listen, Woj said earlier today or last night that he thinks there's going to be a ton of NBA trades, right? A ton. Absolute ton. And I agree with him. I don't know what's going to happen with Bradley Beal. 
Um, I don't believe he opted out. There was a report that he was going to opt out of his contract and become a free agent, but that hasn't been official yet. And he actually had kind of faulted a report and said, I didn't do that yet. Uh, so let's talk about a couple other news and notes before we get out of here. Pat Connaughton is exercising his player option to return to the Bucks for $5.7 million, which will complete the third year on his three-year deal he signed three years ago. All right. Also, Josh Robbins, a senior writer for the Washington Wizards, are reporting that the Wizards expect to enter draft day intent on trading for a veteran point guard. One name to keep an eye on is the Denver's Monte Morris. And so you know the problem I have with this? Monte Morris is a fine player, hashtag know your role player, is that what exactly is Washington doing? Like, if, you, if you're not going to keep Bradley Beal and try to go for this thing, then you need to trade him and rebuild. But trading for Monte Morris to be your starting point guard, I respectfully don't think that's the answer. Now, they had Thompson Aransky, but I believe he's going back overseas, all right? But um, with that being said, let's talk Let's talk some draft, man. Let's, let's talk some draft. Uh, okay, so this will be fun. We'll do a mini mock draft. This is what I want to do. I want to do a mini mock draft with the lottery, and then after... Afterwards, tonight, we're going to do a full, I, excuse me, I will do a full breakdown of the first and second round pick, all right? First and second round. So we're going to keep this one brief. We're going to do a lottery one, and let's keep it going. So listen, number one, we still got the Oklahoma, excuse me, the Orlando Magic taking Jabari Smith. Uh, to me, Jamar, Jabari Smith is a phenomenal athlete, a great shooter. We talk about his pluses. Uh, he really brings some shooting to Orlando, which to really struggle with as a team. Now, let's talk about the thing that Jabari Smith is not good at, ball handling, all right? He's not a great ball handler, um, also not great at finishing at the rim, but I wouldn't worry about those two things at all. He can improve on those, and even right now, he can help day one as a spot-up shooter, also finishing at the rim. He's 6'10", he's a good athlete, I think he'll be fine, all right? Number two, Oklahoma City, Chet Hungrim. So it's been reported that Chet Hungrim wants to go to OKC, I hope I'm saying his last name right, um, seven foot one center, super skinny. Listen, here's my thing with Chet, right? I still think Jabari has the highest upside out of anybody in this draft. I think Paolo Benchero will be the best rookie, probably one rookie of the year because his skill set plus his body and his muscles and his physical can help him day one as far as scoring in the NBA. And defensively, Holmgren probably got the highest upside. But to me, out of all three of these guys, he'll probably struggle the most because of his size. All right. Seven foot one center out of Gonzaga. He can shoot threes. He can defend. But again, he might not be 200 pounds. All right. And again, in this NBA, not being 200 pounds and as a shot blocker, I just see him getting a ton of foul trouble. I wouldn't even put him at the five. I think they might. I think it might be smarter to put him at the four just because you want to get him on that court. All right. Number three, the Houston Rockets going with Paolo Benchero, a 6'10 forward from Duke. As I said before, uh, he's a three-level scorer. He has really good post moves. He can score inside. He can score outside. An underrated passer. Now, the one bad part of his game is defense. He doesn't seem to be a great defensive. He can great one-on-one, but he's not great as far as moving his feet. But he's not a bad athlete by any means necessary, so I think he can improve on that. Also, with Chet Holmgren, if you think about if his upside is three-point shooting, uh, offensive spacing, and defense and rebounding, you think it's negative is his uh, size. He's just very skinny right now. He's going to struggle. All right. Number four, the Sacramento Kings. Guys, I don't believe the Sacramento Kings ever do the right thing. Jaden Ivey, to me, outside the top three, is one of the highest upside prospects in his draft. And 
Y'all know we talked about it. So listen, if we... Well, I'll talk about that later. So Jaden Ivey is number four. But I don't think the Kings are going to take him. I think the Kings are going to take Keegan Murray, a four from Iowa, six eight four, And I think the Pistons are going to take Jaden Ivey. All right, the Pistons need to go for upside right now and get the most talent as possible next to Key Cunningham. All right, number six, I'm going to go with the Indiana Pacers going along with shooting. So I'm going to take them having Benedict to Mandarin, a 6'6 wing from Arizona. I also think this would be a good fit for number five with the Pistons. All right, this is a really good uh, shooting forward, 6'6, can defend really well, finish at the rim. I don't think he has the highest upside, but I think he can be an elite role player and really excel his role with upside but not the highest. Number seven, Shaden Sharp. This is another guy with big upside. He's only 18. He's really young. He did not play at the season at Kentucky. Uh, but again, you're going to take long-term value with this guy. I think he can develop into a good shooter. He also has good size. So when he really starts to fill out, I think he'll be a lot stronger than people expect too. 6'6 six, six forward, uh, really strong as finishing at the rim and shooting. I love him, all right? It's a risky pick because he's young and he hasn't played a high level of basketball since high school, but he's definitely talented. Number nine, uh, I'm not sure what the Pelicans want to do. So I think the Pelicans are going to trade this pick, but some people have the Pelicans taking Dyson Daniels, a 6'7 wing from uh, the G League Ignite. I'm not the biggest fan of him, so let's keep it moving. Uh, well, let's talk about him, though. He would kind of remind people of a Marcus Smart a uh, really good defensive player with an offensive upside that could kind of happen. Not the highest ceiling, but a very good role player. All right. Number nine and my favorite player in the entire draft, Jalen Duran. Um, if you want to do a comp for him, kind of a Robert Williams from the Boston Celtics, I think is a perfect comp. Uh, doesn't have the quick. Well, he's quick, so I, I like that comp. Um, physical, big. Lob threat, has a rising offensive game. I think he'll be better in the post as he gets older. I loved him. I thought he was an absolute stud at Memphis, and I thought he was Memphis's best player. I think he'll be fine, and I think the Spurs need to get some more athleticism. Number 10, Washington going with A.J. Griffin. I think he'll be a fine role player, but I'm not big on A.J. Griffin. Uh, his injuries scare me, and his athleticism is kind of subpar for me for somebody so young. All right? Uh, we're going to have to see those... Um, those health reports on his uh, physicals because, I don't know, man, his knees kind of worry me a little bit. Number 11, a guy a lot of people are high on is Jeremy Sholin or Shohen. If I say his name wrong, I apologize. A 6'9 forward from Baylor. A lot of people have this guy as the best defensive player in the draft, but he isn't a three-point shooter. And so there's a lot of these guys that are great athletes, great defenders, but they have a way to go offensively as far as a shooter. So you have to take what you can get. He also is pretty good at playmaking, though. So there's some upside there, too. So that's number 11 to the Knicks. Number 12, the Oklahoma City takes Johnny Davis from Wisconsin. 6'5 guard from Wisconsin. Uh, plays super hard, super physical. He kind of struggled with efficiency at some points offensively. But he's a really good uh, fit for OKC, who just needs to add as much young talent on the court as possible. Uh, number 12. I am going to go with Mark Williams from Duke, a seven-foot center from Duke. I think Charlotte needs bigs as bad as possible. I think the days of starting Plumlee have to come to an end very soon. Um, he's a seven-foot, super athletic guy that can uh, finish at the rim, a great pick-and-roll threat, lob center. Not much of an outside shooter, uh, not much of a free-throw shooter. Pretty solid defender. Has to improve a little bit as far as moving his feet. Let's keep it moving. 
Number 14, I got the Cleveland Cavaliers taking, oh, I'm going to butcher this name, Ochani Abigail, uh, I'm just bad, I'm sorry, 6'5", wing from Kansas, probably one of the most efficient NBA-ready 3 and D players, was big on the championship team in Kansas, doesn't have a high ceiling, but a super high floor, you know, I don't think he's going to be a bust, but I don't think by no means he's going to be a great player, um, and let's round out the top five. Number 15, excuse me, number 14, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I got them taking Osumane Diang, a 6-9-4 from New Zealand. Um, this guy is pretty good. He can pass the ball well. He can play make. He has a really good court vision, and he has improving jump shot, all right? I think he might be a draft and stash candidate. I do not think he's going to come over his rookie year. If Cleveland does that, that's fine. I think they're also going to make some waves in free agency as far as addressing the shooting and wing defense, all right? And rounding out at number 15, the Charlotte Hornets. Again, I got them taking Jalen Williams, a 6'6 wing from Santa Clara. Uh, a great prospect as far as 3 and D. He has a 7'2 wingspan, has great positional versatility, has length, ability to make open shots, this is really another wing for him because I think the big thing with Charlotte is they're going to try to trade Gordon Haywood. So I don't think they're going to keep both of their picks. But again, real quick, guys, and I want to make sure I do this before the draft and after the draft. My five favorite players for as far as pro prospects in the NBA, all right, that I think are going to be superstars of the NBA. Jaden Ivey, Paolo Benchero, um, Jalen Duran. Uh, who else do I really love? Who else do I really love? I like Chep Hungren. I don't love him. Uh, oh, Jabari Smith, absolute stud. That's going to be a great in the league. And I got a guy as far as a little bit later I want to talk about before we get out of here. This is going to be my last guy. Dalen Terry, all right? Dalen Terry. So, Dalen Terry and actually Wendell Carter. All right? These are two names I want you to remember. Now, these are late first-round picks. They're going to outperform a lot of guys earlier in the first round. So let's start with Terry first. A 6'7 shooting guard uh, with a 7'1 wingspan that made all, all defense in the Pac-12. Uh, he's really good. All right, He's a solid shooter. He's a really good ball handler. He's also a good playmaker with high upside. Some people compare him to Iguodala, even though he went to Arizona too. I don't necessarily see that, but I absolutely love this guy. I think he's an absolute stud. All right. And number 25, uh, the Boston Celtics, excuse me, excuse me, Wendell Moore, Wendell Moore Jr., all right? I'm sorry, I'm butchering these names really bad. He is a 6'6 wing from Duke, a classic 3 and D shooter. I thought he shot phenomenally all year at college, consistently from all different spots. These two guys, to me, are great guys that are late in the first round. So, again, Dale and Terry is my pick. For a guy that's going to fall, that shouldn't fall, and it's going to be really, really good in the NBA. Now, listen, if a team was smart, I think he's going to move up in some draft boards and somebody's going to take him, but I would not wait to take him. I would not at all. All right, now, real quick, last thing before we get out of here. Last thing before we get out of here. Now, tonight is the NBA draft, right? Super excited. I want to talk about every team's pick. I'm going to break it down, and that's going to be kind of tough. Only because it's a lot of picks, so let's maybe do a first round, second round pick, or we'll see what we're going to do. 
I'm, I just want to make sure I just don't send you a one draft podcast, y'all, that has like 90 minutes breaking down 60 players, all right? There also be a ton of trades, so any trades we get, any updates we get, I'm most definitely going to keep y'all updated, all right? So we're going to keep this podcast brief. As always, like, share, and subscribe. So again, when we come back uh, tonight, because I'm going to make sure I do a post-draft podcast, I'm going to talk about all the trades. Uh, we'll do a mock draft review and get draft grades. Hold me accountable. I'll give you all my favorite role player plus the 10 guys that I think are going to excel in the next league. All right. Because I think a mock draft is cool, but I think it's even cooler to say, well, just give me the guys you uh, think they're going to be love. Last year, y'all remember my boy, Bones Highland. All right. So I'm, I'm, I think I did pretty good. And then before a couple years ago, I did Desmond Bain. So again, Dallin Terry or Daylon Terry is my guy this year, but I have another one. Tonight, all right? But I want to make sure I do this early, way before Summer League, and way before other guys get on them, so y'all can hold me accountable to my picks, all right? As always, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. Y'all be good. I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace!